Welcome to Real Talk, discussions about sex and sexuality. Join your host, Ray, a former romance enhancement consultant who's currently pursuing a graduate degree in human sexuality, as she has discussions to create open minds and a safe space to discover and unpack new and existing points of view on topics of sex and sexuality. No topic is taboo or risque for this podcast. No guilt or shaming is allowed. Listen in. Stay tuned. Welcome. Hey, welcome to episode four, where we will be discussing female ejaculation and squirting. It's been a hot topic in the world of sex and sex conversations. So we're going to bust it open. That's right. Right here on Real Talk, discussions about sex and sexuality with your host, Ray. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning back in with me. I hope everyone has had an enjoyable week, enjoyable weekend, whenever it is that you are tuning into the podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. I'm a bit under the weather, but I'm here to bring you some good information to share all of the insight of real talk discussions about sex and sexuality. So just bear with me as I try to get through this. I am still enjoying bringing you this information. So I hope that you enjoy the information that I'm bringing to you. So now the segment of the podcast that we are getting ready to get into is our hot spot. So for the hot spot, we're going to have a hot topic today. So our hot topic for today is benefits of orgasm. Yes, so I'm going to give you just a few, not a whole bunch. There are a lot of benefits to sex and having orgasms. Um, One of the main ones that I hope is one that we all have at some point in time is for pleasure, whether it is solo sex or uh, orgasm, just if we're by ourselves, if we're with a partner, or even if it's through group participation. However you get your orgasm, just getting it to be pleasured um, and relieving stress and tension. Those are some of the basics, some of those ones that just come off the top of our head. So I'm just going to share a few with you now that some people may not know, may not even think of, or may not even realize that may be good benefits to having orgasms. So one of them is that orgasms work as pain blockers so anybody using that age-old excuse of I have a headache or um, I'm too tired or my back is is tense my neck is tight Mm, no 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 not nowadays because now Ray is sharing with you all that orgasms can be pain blockers how how do you want to know 
Because during sex and during orgasm, there are chemicals being released released from the brain, oxytocin and endorphins. So those happy or um, chemicals are being released from the brain and those are going through our body and it's helping to block our pain sensors. So we are able to feel that pleasure and dopamine is also being released and dopamine houses the pleasure center in our brain. So it's allowing us to really feel that pleasure and increase that pleasure. So the better the sex, the more pleasurable we're feeling and the more pain that is being blocked. So remember, you got to think of something else. Um, that even goes for um, those individuals that are having their menstrual cycles. When you're having a menstrual cycle and you're cramping, for those who are interested, for anyone that does not mind having sex while they are on their cycle, I know it's not everyone's forte. And if you remember or if you listened to the last podcast and I... Um, mention a phrase that um, I really enjoyed using your kink is not my kink but my I'm sorry my kink is not your kink but your kink is okay that may not be what you like but some people do so if that is the case the cramps that you may be having that tension and all of that the orgasm may help to relieve that so it is something to consider So another thing that is a benefit is that um, when it comes to menstrual cycles, if you're having sex once or twice during the weeks that you are not on your cycle, it could help to regulate the cycles so that those cycles are more regular, less cramping and lighten the PMS, the premenstrual syndrome um, symptoms that you're having. So that's another thing to think about. So remember, it is when you're not on your cycle. So once or twice, those weeks before you come on, after you come on, I'm sorry, after you go off and you do that, it is a possibility that you may be able to relieve some of those symptoms that you endure. Also... Those folks that kind of dread going to the gym, this is an alternative for you. So sex burns calories. So when you have orgasm, your muscles are contracting. So you're working a little harder, even if you don't realize that you're doing a little more, your muscles are contracting. So you are doing a little bit of extra. So you're burning calories. So that's another benefit to orgasm. And for anyone that is, um, that wants to know how that works, for one, you're building up your heart rate. Again, you have, again, you have the um, muscular contractions. So that's also helping to build up that heart rate. It's helping to burn those calories. And then depending on what you're doing, again, you can do this solo. You can do it with a partner or you can do it partners or with a group. So depending on what you're doing, you may actually be able to get some strength training in there. So that's something to think about. And then the last thing that I want to share with you is that 
it can make you happier and a more pleasurable person. So again, those chemicals we're thinking about, the dopamine that I mentioned serves and um, works um, in the plain, pl- pleasure center, excuse me, the pleasure center of the brain. So if you think about when you're angry and you go to have that makeup sex, how good that is, though that dopamine is taking away that anger and the dopamine is being emitted throughout the body and you're able to feel and get that pleasure. The oxytocin is also creating that bonding effect. Oxytocin is one of the things that is being released between mother and baby when the mother is breastfeeding and creates that bonding effect between mother and baby. So all of this is going on when you're having sex and you orgasm and those chemicals are being released in the brain. So just think about those things or not think about them and just do it have that orgasm have many of them relax take a break and do it again so enjoy yourself have fun be safe and we'll be back hey listeners welcome back if you're listening in on the anchor app you were just listening to j cole wet dreams So now we're ready to jump right in, bust this thing wide open, and talk about female ejaculation and squirting. This hot, hot, hot topic. One that some people could give a good goddamn about. Others are very, very into it, interested, want to do it, want to get it done, want to be able to achieve it, and all sorts of things. So the first thing that I do want to say about this is that female ejaculation and squirting are two different things. They are not the same thing and they're not one in the same. However, at one point, female ejaculation was being used to categorize most types of liquid that was being expelled from the vagina during sexual stimulation of sex as that one thing, just female ejaculation. So anything that wasn't someone peeing was considered female ejaculation. Um, So if you heard that someone projected some type of fluid across the room, it was female ejaculation. If someone had a lot of um, vaginal lubrication coming out of the vaginal canal, their leg, thigh was wet, or the entire vulva was extremely moist and gushy, it was female ejaculation. There was no difference. However, research has been done and there has been a determination that the contents of these fluids were different and the differences in where they came from made a difference in what they were and how they were now going to be categorized. So that's the first thing that I wanted to share with you all. So back to this being a very hot sex topic or topic of sex. So it's so hot that squirting is the term that we'll use for for right now because squirting is one that's used most most often um, 
like I said, before 2011, everything was considered female ejaculation. So now a lot of people or a lot of things, books, videos, what have you, um, there's still some things out there that are geared or catered towards the terms being used as female ejaculation. But there are also a lot of things that are geared towards or titled or have a primary title under squirting. So when you look at porn, 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 and yes, that's not a broken record, but um, porn is a huge, huge, huge industry and something that we all take some type of tips from. We all benefit in some type of way for those of us that watch it, engage, and and um, use it in any kind of way. Um, squirting is the term that is used and it's one of the top seven search words on major porn sites. So for instance, Pornhub. One of the top seven search terms. So it's definitely hot. It's definitely a big to-do here in 2018. And people are still very, very interested in it. So with trying to figure out this thing about squirting and female ejaculation, because we can't disregard that because it's something that happens. And with this new information being put out there for people that know the difference between the two and people that don't. Some people wonder, you know, is this something I've been doing? Is this something that I can do? Knowing the difference may provide that answer for someone. But what I first wondered when I started doing some research about this was what made this so fascinating for people? What what was the big interest around squirting and female ejaculation. So I looked at some information and got a few things from people that shared their personal experiences about basically squirting, more so about squirting than female ejaculation. But what was stated was that it is actually something that is visual and tangible from their sexual labor. So out of all their hard work, they knew that when their partner orgasmed, they were able to see it. So for a male, if they are ejaculating and some men are able to ejaculate without it coming out, ejaculate um, and it goes back, it's called retrograde ejaculation. But for those that ejaculate and we see the sperm come out, we know, females know, males know, anyone dealing with that penis knows that that guy or that person with that penis just came. No question, no doubt about it. So with squirting and um, in cases, but in these cases with these people's um, personal um, personal experiences, they're able to see that the person has had the orgasm. They can see that the person has squirted and they don't have to ask. They don't have to wonder. They don't have to figure out where they just trying to make them feel good. But then they're 
ego is also boosted at the same time because they know they have completed their goal or they have done the good deed or whatever it is that makes them feel good when they feel like feel that they have made that person that they're with reach orgasm if that's the goal for them is that if that's the goal for both of them they know that they have achieved some pleasure. So they're actually able to see it and it's something that they could actually touch and feel themselves instead of just have a concept of it in their mind and just go with whatever the person is saying. So the other thing, pretty much similar concept, is that it's the evidence of orgasm. Same thing. So, and the last one is that it just feels good. So with it just feeling good, I read a little bit more on what they meant. And the description that was most vivid for me is when you have to go to the bathroom really, really bad and you've been holding it and you finally get there or you're running, you get to the door, stick your key in and the closer you get to the bathroom, the worse you have to go. But when you finally get to the bathroom and you're able to release and you're releasing that pee and you just got that sigh of relief and it feels so good. And you're just like, oh, oh my gosh, that feels so, so good. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That feeling right there is kind of like amazing. So it's interesting that. You can use that and get an idea of the, the, the pleasure that one can get from that ejaculation or from that um, ability to be able to squirt. Just like when a person sneezes and they have that little tickle feeling or they feel that coming and it's kind of the same build up to a, a smaller degree but it's the build up to an orgasm and you feel that that's very interesting that was a sidebar but I just thought that was interesting but yeah so that it feels good was all based on around that and that was how it was conceptualized to me when they explained that and I just wanted to share that with you if anyone was thinking, okay, but it feels good, but what does that mean? So just giving thought to that or anything that you have where you have some type of release and it just feels extremely good when you release, it's that that they're referring to. Now, another thing that I learned in doing my research is that 40% of women in 2017 are reporting as opposed to anywhere between three and 10% of women about 10 years, 10 to 12 years ago are now reporting that they have the ability to squirt, have squirted, can squirt, or have at least squirted at least once in their sexual um, histories. So that was very interesting to me as well because it made me wonder so how or why the increase what is it that's making people do it more but with the in information that continues to come out and the videos that are out um, 
something a little more than porn because porn is designed to create a fantasy for us that will either um, work for us to stimulate us sexually, want to help us recreate, give us ideas. So porn works in that way. It, it shows us, gives us a visual of different sexual acts, things of that nature. But when we hear videos and, and learn about techniques through videos, we have books that are available that share techniques and all of those things. There are more people trying it and there are also more people that are learning about this and finding out that it's something that they've been doing that they have done and it may just be that now that they have this information they're reporting it so it it just could be that they were doing it all along and just now because the information is available and they know it may be that but i didn't go into that into the research research that far and that's not what this podcast is about. So we're just going to move it right along. Um, so, but with all of that said, I think it's worth mentioning that with female ejaculation, bodies with vaginas will ha- will be able to or can ejaculate, but all bodies with vaginas may not be able to squirt. So if that is the case, no one should feel pressured. No one should be shamed or um, guilted because it's not happening for them. It's something that may take work if it is something that can be achieved. But um, it because it's such a big topic, um, hopefully people are not feeling the pressure to make it happen or feel that it's something that they need to happen to make sex or their sex lives better. But if you do want to learn about it, just just be lenient with yourself and give yourselves permission to learn and be open to the process and not be so focused on the expectation of having it done and reaching that goal because it is possible that it may not happen the first time second time or it may not happen at all but always keep on trying so now we're gonna talk a little bit about the real thing ejaculation female ejaculation and squirting so i want to first tell you about the differences between the two or what to look for because like I said they're different they're not the same thing so when you are seeing these things happen two ways that you can determine right away one over the other is the appearance of the fluid and the amount those are two things that you can see Those are two things that you can determine just by how they look and how much of it that's being expelled. The third thing is where the fluid is coming from. So that is something that may be a little bit more difficult or challenging to see. And there may be a possibility that you can make that determination. You can see it. But I wouldn't put too much focus on that. Um, Again, 
try not to be too much of an expectation of these things and enjoy it and you know learn what you can learn about your body about uh, the bodies that you are with and make the determination at a point but just enjoy yourself in in the process enjoy yourself so squirting so I want to start out with squirting and say it is not just pee squirting is not just pee so that's something that I've heard in a lot of different conversations that ah uh, squirting boo blah 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 is pee well squirting has some diluted pee in it but it's not just pee scientific research has been done and has been proven that it is not just pee and again it's diluted urine that is part of its content but it's not just pee and in fact if someone has truly squirted and you smell it it won't smell like pee now as far as the appearance squirting is a very clear transparent liquid so it's gonna look like water and it also contains um, prostate fluid now you wouldn't know what prostate fluid comes from so I'm just giving you a little bit of information so if anyone tells you nah it's just pee be like well no because if it's just pee it can't have anything else in it hence the word just so um there are there's that prostate fluid in it and yes women's bodies do create prostate fluid there is created and released by the skein's gland skein's gland is down in the vaginal area and that is where that prostate fluid comes from and it is emitted with that liquid that clear liquid that comes out of the urethra so that's the third thing as far as where it comes from it comes out of the urethra so again it's very clear clear like water it has no particular scent or no scent at all and it has that uh, prostate fluid in it so female ejaculation now female ejaculation is a little bit different so as far as the appearance for it oh I'm sorry I almost missed the biggest thing so let me back that up so it's squirting the amount the amount is one of the bigger things and when I say bigger, I really literally mean bigger things to consider when making the determination between squirting and female ejaculation. So with squirting, you're going to get a lot of liquid that is going to be emitted from the urethra. So some people may, may be able to squirt um, hundreds I think it's like 10 hundreds of milliliters of liquid when they squirt. But um, to make it more um, conceptual to you, if you put your hand, like cup your hand 
when someone is squirting and you try to catch some of it in your hand, it will puddle in your hand and will run out. So even if it's not a lot of um, a lot of fluid that is coming out where it's just spraying all over the place or it's extremely um, heavy when it's coming out, you can still, if it's kind of trickling out and it doesn't have that... Um, enough force behind it to propel out and it's kind of trickling out if you still put your hand down there it'll be enough in your hand where you can still cup it and still have liquid in your hand that you can physically see whereas the difference between that and female ejaculation as you'll soon see it will not be that same amount like that. So that's how you'll know the difference between the squirting and the female ejaculation. So now as we um, talk about female ejaculation. So the appearance of it, it's um, like a milky white or cloudy type of look to the fluid. Um, it looks more like a discharge versus just a clear liquid like with squirting. So milky white or cloudy uh, discharge. It also has a mucousy feel to it. So if you were to touch it with your fingers and then touch your thumb and your pointer finger together and lift those apart, you'll see it stretch between those fingers. So that is that mucousy um, type of consistency that it has to it or like that slimy type of consistency. If you were to taste it, it will taste like the same probably the same taste that you have if you have gone down and you have had oral sex with this vagina. So it would be very consistent with that. Um, and that could also, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, when someone ejaculates, it can gush. But again, that gush is not going to be that same amount as in squirting you'll still know the difference so when you feel that gush that gush may be felt internally and when you feel it come out it will be enough that it um, really saturates the vulva area the inner and outer lips the thigh area um, if there was any kind of penile penetration or some type of digital penetration whether it's a hand a toy or something else that will have that real glossy look on it and even then if you touch it you'll feel that sticky type of mucousy feel to it and that's that ejaculation now the content of it there is no diluted urine there because it is in the vagina and it is emitted from the vagina it also has that prostate fluid, which again comes from the skein's gland. So that's the difference between the squirting and the female ejaculation. So one, when we talk about appearance with squirting, it's clear and it's transparent. So very clear with the appearance. Female ejaculation, it's more of a um, milky white or cloudy type of appearance. As far as consistency, there's really no consistency with the squirting. It just feels like wet liquid. And with female ejaculation, it's that mucousy, sticky, slimy type of feel as far as consistency. When we look at amount for squirting, you can putter your hand and enough is in your hand where it's running out of your hand. 
And if you're in a desert, make her squirt and you have something to drink. Just a thought. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So, if it's female ejaculation, it's just going to be a lot of wetness, but not enough where you can put any in your hand. If you use the same cupping idea with your hand, it'll be just enough to to moist the bottom of your hand or wet the bottom of your hand. You can put your hand on it or in it and just the bottom of your hand, you won't be able to cup um, that fluid. So then where it comes from, Squirting comes from the urethra and female ejaculation comes from the vagina. As far as content of the fluid, which there's no way that you can really know outside of for squirting, squirting does contain diluted urine and it also contains female prostate fluid. But if you smell it, if it is truly squirting, then it should be a very light scent to it or no scent at all. However, if you do have some incontinence issue where you notice that any other time that you have sex, that from the penetration or if you have rough sex, that... Um, your you you notice that maybe some urine have leaked and you notice the scent of urine at that point it's very possible that that could happen when you ejaculate if that does happen that could be what kind of may make that confusing but if there's that amount of liquid like that and there's only a light scent of that urine it's possible that you may have um, leaked a little bit what may have been in the bladder and it be mixed in with that ejaculate, I'm sorry, that um, fluid that was emitted when you squirted. But again, truly squirting, it should be no smell or very light smell. So now that we have gotten through all of that, I want to say that it's very, very, very easy to get confused. So hopefully I've gone over this information or shared this information in such a way that you are able to remember or take it. So when you are in your own personal moment, your own personal experiences, when this happens, you'll be able to reflect back on what you've heard and make the determination of whether or not you ejaculated or if you squirted. Huh. Hopefully so. Um, also, I just wanted to also add that both of these can be very, very pleasurable. If that is how your orgasms normally are for you, again, um, we have different bodies. Um, we experience things differently. And if we have more than one partner, we experience different things with different partners because everyone's penis is not the same. Everyone's vaginas are not the same. So every time we match one with the other, we may get different results. So that's something to keep in mind. So final tips and tidbits and thoughts that I have for you all. First is a very helpful hint. 
whenever you are going to engage in sex, it is always a good practice. This is a, a helpful tip um, to take, but it's always a good practice to empty your bladder before sex, most importantly before sex, and it's important to empty your bladder after sex. This will help to decrease This will help to decrease the chances of getting a urinary tract infection, a UTI. No one wants a UTI. So just remember before sex empty, after sex empty. Sometimes I know that thing's so good that you just fall out, but as soon as you think about it and you get up, go empty that bladder. So, um, both of these um, things, female ejaculation and squirting, can be achieved through G-spot stimulation. And because stimulating the G-spot can create that sensation of having to pee, so that whole idea of emptying the bladder and then when you do squirt being confused as to whether it's pee or not that's a helpful way to determine that it's not pee if you've already emptied your bladder and you squirt then you would know that okay well I've emptied my bladder so it couldn't have been that I've peed on myself and Interesting information to know is that in some people, some women, um, as far as some research has shown, during sexual stimulation, the bladder fills with that prostate fluid and then is released in women that have been known to um, squirt. So that's another part of the research that they had which also help them to determine the fact that squirting is not just pee. So if you are trying to do this, you never had, and you are trying it, know that the G-spot is thought to be the place to stimulate, to try to achieve this type of um, enhancement for your orgasm. And when you feel that urge to pee, especially if you have emptied your bladder, know that you're not going to pee. Try to let that go and not worry about it. Hopefully you're with someone who just wants you to let it go and enjoy your pleasure every bit of it and not worry about that because when we have things on our minds that are distracting us and worrying about us and that worry about being messy and oh my goodness I'm going to pee on him I'm going to pee on the bed I'm going to pee on the carpet I'm going to pee on the coffee table if that's where you are those things can actually hold you back from being able to squirt it can actually hold you back from your orgasm so we don't want to, as much as possible, keep ourselves from our own pleasure. So, tidbit, good, um, helpful hint, pee before you have sex, pee after. And lastly, I just want to go with what I always say and what this podcast is about when I say no shaming, no guilting. If you're trying this 
and it doesn't happen for you, uh, try to avoid um, being hard on yourself, being hard on your partner, avoid um, shaming them or shaming yourself because it has not happened. Know that there are a lot of other people out there that are not squirting or not uh, getting it the first couple of times around. And just be open, willing, and give yourself permission to not be able to achieve that thing and just keep working at it. So my perspective on that is when it doesn't work out, you can take every opportunity that you have to try it over and over again. So what I say to that is just enjoy yourself in the process. So I hope you all have enjoyed this podcast. Hopefully within the next couple of podcasts, I will have my first guest on the podcast and hope you guys will be looking forward to that. Hope to have you back for episode five that will be coming to you next week. And stay tuned. We'll be back to close out. Hey listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I enjoyed spending this episode with you. I was feeling a little bit under the weather and I am feeling a little bit better. Maybe sharing my voice with you has helped. So I hope you enjoyed the topic for tonight and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. So if you want to send any comments, questions, topic suggestions, or anything else, feel free to email me at realtalkthepodcast at yahoo.com. You can also reach me on Facebook at Ray, R-A-E, Sean, S-H-U-N. And until next time, be good.